Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Daily the Daily Schnoz. Now the day's biggest stories in the world of sports. The Daily Schnoz. Brought to you by Michael's Toyota of Bellevue. With a service department that's open seven days a week. It's truly all about you at Michael's Toyota. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. This is the Daily Schnoz. Three minutes. Three minutes on a traffic accident in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida that ended in the death of a 78-year-old man that some are accusing Venus Williams as being at fault. Donovan Campbell, Miami's WSVN, uh, to tell us the story. Donovan, pick it up from the beginning. What happened? Well, first got to say that was probably one of the best intros ever to introduce guests in my whole life. I felt it was incredible. But picking up the story, yes. Um, Palm Beach Gardens is actually, you know, about 45 minutes or hour and 50 from us here in Miami. But, you know, we, we cover them just as much as they cover us. It's a crazy story. Um, the fact that one of the Williams sisters is involved, you know, while Serena's pregnant and now, you know, Venus has to go through this is just heartbreaking, in my opinion. And dad is not doing too well either. So, you know, just from the things that we know down here, you know, I guess the family after being because of who she is and her star power and whatnot. So, you know, it's kind of disheartening to know that, you know, somebody in the time of this is going to go after Venus while she's vulnerable. So, you know, it's kind of tough to hear those kind of things. Donovan, what happened? Basically, you know, from what I've read and what I've seen in diagrams and whatnot, Venus uh, did not yield to the right of way, and the elderly couple could not stop in time and collided with Venus's car. And the elderly couple took the brunt of the accident, leading to the death of the 78-year-old 78-year-old husband, um, passed away on June 22nd. Now, the accident ha- happened, you know, weeks ago on June 9th, but yeah, the husband did pass away on June 22nd. And now today, word came out that Venus Williams uh, is being charged and is being cited for not yielding to the right of way. Okay, obviously more is forthcoming with. Uh with uh, Venus Williams playing in Wimbledon and all this kind of swirling around uh, the family. Uh, have we heard from the, uh, the victim's wife? Is, is, the, is the wife, the wife is still alive. Is the wife okay? The wife is still alive. From what I, my understanding is that the family is suing, obviously, the Williams estate, which is Venus Williams. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, Venus and Serena have separate, you know, you know, accounts and whatnot in the state. So they're definitely suing Venus Williams. Um, I did read that on TMZ, and, you know, TMZ is like Bible. They get nothing wrong. So, um, yes, the family is suing Venus Williams, and that's, I'm sure that's definitely, you know, a distraction with her heading into Wimbledon. Has the poli- what, what, is the, what is the police report? Have we seen police reports, and what have the police said about the incident? Oh, as I mentioned, the, the police report now is saying that Venus Williams will be cited for not yielding right away on um, the diagrams that i've seen on the news and in the papers and whatnot on the internet they showed a diagram of venus williams turning and not yielding and the elderly couple ramming into her on the passenger side and like i mentioned the uh 
elderly couple took the brunt of the accident, leading to the death of the 78-year-old husband. Okay. Donovan Campbell in Miami. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. A 78-year-old man dies on, well, he died uh, a week or so after the accident. The accident happened on June 9th. Apparently, Venus Williams was coming out into the intersection. She claimed to the police that after she committed to coming out into the intersection, the traffic slowed down at that point, which caught her. And then and then this car that had the wife and the husband T-boned her. Uh, the husband died a week or so later, and she is being cited as, as being at fault for the accident. There's now going to be a lawsuit, and this is uh, this is just getting started. Just became, I guess, a, a public matter yesterday. I guess it was kept under uh, under wraps pretty well since June 9th, so it's 21 days later that uh, we find out more details about this 78-year-old who passed away uh, after an, an accident with Venus Williams in South Florida before Venus Williams went off to Wimbledon. Story number one on the Daily Here's another late development. The Daily, the Daily, the Daily Schnoz. Salt Lake City, it was um, a month or two ago that we did a story on Gordon Hayward's free agency, or we did a story on the Utah Jazz and asked about Gordon Hayward's free agency. The guy at the time, who I think was a writer in the Salt Lake City area, kind of poo-pooed my insinuation that the Jazz might have a difficult time bringing, bringing Hayward back, even though they can offer him more than anybody any suitor could offer him. Andy More Larson poo pooed. You were you were dismissed. I was dismissed. You were summarily I, I was di- dismissed. I was dismissed out of hand. <laughs> Andy Larson, Salt Lake City, KSL.com. What do you think? The chances right yeah, now. If you said if I said right now, out of a hundred percent, the chances that he'll be in Utah, the chances he'll be somewhere else next year. What would you call it? We're probably looking 40, 60, 50, 50, something like that. I, I don't think you were wrong a month ago to say that, that there's a real chance that the Jazz lose Hayward in the next week. Where might he go? I think Boston's definitely the most likely scenario. Um, obviously, he's meeting with three teams, Boston, Miami, and the Utah Jazz. Um, I, I don't really buy the Miami interest, and obviously Pat Riley is an expert at getting these sort of free agents, but – they weren't a playoff team last year. I don't really see like a, a really compelling path for them to be a contender moving forward in the Eastern Conference. Boston is. You know, they were the number one seed last year without Hayward. They can put together a package for Paul George if they want and, and all of a sudden be one of the best teams. I mean, they already were one of the best teams in the league, but a real contender to make the NBA Finals even as soon as next year. Plus, you look at like the Brad Stevens connection in Boston and really kind of that bigger market. I do think he wants some additional exposure, and there are some real compelling reasons that he could go to Boston. What are the differences in the max contracts that Boston could offer versus Utah, Andy? There's not that much. I mean, really, the difference is that the Jazz can offer the five-year deal if they want compared to Boston offering the four-year deal. The thing is, though, it may not be in Gordon Hayward's best interest to take a five-year deal. Because if actually he signs a, a three-year deal with an option for the fourth year, then he can opt out when he is a 10-year veteran and then be eligible for 35% of the cap rather than just 30% of the cap as he is now. So there's probably maybe one of the best-case scenarios for him is signing a three-year deal with that one-year player option right. and make 35% million moving forward. All right, so kind of the Chris Paul deal. What's the five-year deal that Utah can offer? $177 million. Five years, $177 million for Gordon Hayward. And what's the four-year deal, if he goes that route, that Boston can offer? Four years. 
I believe it's 133, 135. 134 like years, 135. Is the, what are the other attractions? What would be the other reasons, compelling reasons, to return to Salt Lake City and continue his career with the Jazz, Andy? I think you look at, first of all, obviously his relationships with, with the current coaching staff, Quinn Snyder, um, the assistant coach here, Johnny Bryant, who he's worked with year after year. And he really has gotten better each of his NBA seasons. So you, you look at player development. I think Rudy Gobert is probably the best player of, on any of these three teams that Gordon Hayward can play with. Wow. He, he really is kind of creates a compelling core where you've got Gordon Hayward focused on the offensive end. Rudy Gobert is a, a great player without needing to touch the ball. And so he really can be the number one option with the Jazz. And, and then you've got a kind of a young core moving up that, um, you know, I, I just, it's going to be a good team for a long time. I don't think they have the high-end potential, though, that, that the Celtics do. Real quickly, in our last 20 seconds with Andy Larson, Salt Lake City, KSL.com, is Gordon Hayward about to leave Utah for Boston or somewhere else? If he does leave, how catastrophic will, will that be for the Jazz? It's really bad. I mean, they, they don't have a great way to replace Gordon Hayward. Obviously, he's the best free agent on the market right now. Um, and, and they've worked hard to kind of build this, rebuild kind of slowly and work together to make something happen. So, you know, it's, it's about – I'm not saying it's Kevin Durant damaging, but it's, it's close to that in terms of what it would mean for the Jazz's wow. win total moving forward. They have to figure out a new plan if he leaves. Well, if he chooses to stay, that would put him – I'm assuming in a few years that would kind of put him in John Stockton kind of Carl Malone lore with the Jazz if he, were deci- if he were to decide to say no to Boston, no to Miami, no to all of these other bigger markets and remain a Jazz and perhaps a Jazz for life. That would put him in in great graces with Salt Lake City sports fans. Andy Larson in Salt Lake. We'll wait and see what happens with Gordon Hayward. It could happen quickly after July 1st. Andy, thanks very, very much. Appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, story number three in 30 seconds. Is John Calipari leaving Kentucky to go back to the NBA? That's a question this morning. Plus your text at 49451, the Heritage Distilling text line, and 21 minutes away from the great debate on 950 KJR. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from the United Press. Reports yesterday that John Calipari's people have contacted the Knicks people about the uh, the president job of the New York Knicks that's now open after the Phil Jackson turmoil has uh, seemingly come to an end. Uh, Calipari says, what are they talking about? Nobody from my camp has spoken to the Knicks, and I'm going to be the Kentucky coach for a long time. I don't know who to believe. There's only one person that I would believe, and that's Jerry Tipton in Lexington, <laughs> Lexington Herald. I'm just going to fall backwards. You catch me, Jerry. What's the true story? Only you know the true story in all of this. Well, I can't make any kind of claim like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, John Calipari does not confide in me, although oh. I encourage him to do that. Uh, <laughs> I would believe that he's staying here at Kentucky, uh, which is what he has said, as you pointed out, uh, tweeting, and also he was on a radio show this morning. He said the same thing again. And uh, the the kicker for me is uh, that his son is on the Kentucky team. His son was a walk-on, a uh, freshman walk-on this past season. And I just, you know, I find it hard to believe that uh, you would leave 
with your son still here, but uh, you know, perhaps he would. I mean, I, I don't know, but but uh, he he didn't leave any wiggle room, yeah. so I I yeah. think he's staying. What uh, what kind of NBA president would he make if he did decide to scratch that itch, Jerry? Well, that's an interesting uh, question because uh, Phil Jackson was obviously a very successful coach who had no experience running an NBA franchise. And now that that's John Calipari, a very successful coach, but he's never run an NBA franchise. Uh, the difference seems to me is that from what I read, uh, Phil Jackson really didn't want the job and uh, just sort of got talked into it uh, with, with an ever-increasing offer of money. And John Calipari, at least in, we're in our hypothetical here, uh, would be interested in doing the job. Uh, but I, it just doesn't make sense to me if, if I were the Knicks. Right, right. Uh, before you run on us, Jerry Tipton elected saying he believes that John Calipari will stay at Kentucky after these reports over the last 24 hours that maybe he was interested in the president's job of the New York Knicks. It's the same question that has kind of uh, trailed Rick Pitino ever since uh, the Boston and New York days. There was, of course, the John Calipari ill-fated attempt the first time around as a coach for the New Jersey Nets and a, and somewhat of a president. How important do you think it is? Does he ever discuss that with you guys? How important it is for him to uh, take one more swing at some NBA success on a on a bench? Well, it hasn't come up all that often, but when it has, he's uh, he's kind of dismissed it. He hasn't acted like. Uh, that this is some itch that he that he really wants to scratch. So uh, you believe him? You know the funny the funny thing is is that when he was the Memphis coach, I, I, this kind of stuff came up on a regular basis where uh, there were there was talk about him not for the NBA necessarily, but other college jobs, bigger college jobs, and then ultimately he he would get a pay increase or something like that. So I'm not saying that's what this is, but it, the thought does cross your mind. Yeah. Jerry, thanks very much. Jerry Tipton in Lexington, Kentucky, the Lexington Herald leader on uh, John Calipari apparently staying put. He says this is all a bunch of nonsense. I've not reached out, nor has anybody who represents me or a part of my my group reached out to the New York Knicks. He doesn't know where this story comes from, but it's untrue, and he's staying at Kentucky. I believe that. I don't think I believe that. He wouldn't like someday. I mean, he's a competitor. Sure. He's got a huge yeah. ego. Any of us that have huge egos that have tried something and failed and then gone on to success at a, what is perceived to be a lower level, I, I can't believe at his age that he doesn't at some point under behind closed doors in his, in his home say to himself, someday, someday, maybe not now with the Knicks and maybe whatever, Someday I'm going to take another swing at this NBA job. Well, you, you compared him to Saban earlier, and Saban has accomplished everything there is to accomplish at the college level. Calipari has not. A lot of people think Calipari has underachieved at Kentucky with the type of talent that he has, with the first-round lottery picks he has every single year. He has won one, one national championship, and that is underachieving in the minds of a lot of people particularly Kentucky fans. Mm. They're Kentucky fans that think he's underachieved as the head coach of Kentucky. So he's got point. some unfinished business there with the Lions. 
Well, that's the news. I'm out of here. The Daily Schnoz, brought to you by Michael's Toyota of Bellevue on Sports Radio 950. KJ. 49451. We're 15 minutes away from the great debate yeah. at 8 o'clock. Straight up at 8 o'clock. Uh, the Kittens of the Kittens Cabaret have plenty to say about the mid season point for the Mariners. Uh, also, stump the band. Fine prizes. If you've got a question that you think can stump us, we'll give you your shot. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.